It's Friday, May 10th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, China and the U.S. are pulling out the big guns in the ongoing trade war. Between tariffs and tweets, it's been hard to follow why this is actually happening. We'll connect the dots. Then, Space Race 2.0 is happening. This time, it's being run by billionaires. And finally, we hear from you about your moms. We're here to make your Friday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Prudential. Prudential is bringing financial wellness to more people. We're bringing the news to your ears. The most complicated story today is about China and the U.S. You've been hearing about this all week and all year. The two countries are in a trade war, and the weapons of this war are tariffs, which are taxes on imported goods. So the U.S. and China have been going back and forth, raising tariffs on each other, trying to put the economic squeeze on until they agree on a deal. But just after midnight this morning, the U.S. said one more time, and they upped the ante, raising tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods, from 10 to 25 percent. And those trade talks that have been going on in Washington? Yeah, they ended today, without a deal. Today, we're going to take a step back and look at what exactly is going on here. Why are we in these trade talks in the first place? And where do things go from here? Basically, the U.S. and China have spent months at the negotiating table to come up with a long-term trade deal. And it actually looked like things were going smoothly. China's lead negotiator planned to come to the U.S. and essentially just iron out a few details. Then, U.S. negotiators say that last week, China tried to pull a fast one on the U.S., and they reneged on some things that they had agreed to before. China says that's not true. But that reported about-face is apparently why President Trump decided to increase tariffs on those $200 billion worth of goods, to show that the U.S. isn't going to back down to China in this deal. So why is Trump doubling down here? This trade war started more than a year ago, after the Trump administration released a report saying that China has done all kinds of things that were putting the U.S. at an economic disadvantage. First off, the report said that U.S. companies are being forced to hand over their intellectual property if they want to work with Chinese companies. Basically, they have to reveal the secret sauce that makes their company tick. It also said that China has been subsidizing their own companies, giving them money to keep their production costs low so they can be more competitive in the global market. And the U.S. says that undercuts American companies in the Chinese market and abroad. The Trump administration is also pointing to something called the U.S. trade deficit with China. If you look at the flow of goods between the two countries last year, the U.S. imported around $540 billion worth of Chinese goods. China only imported about $120 billion worth of U.S. goods, mostly things like soybeans and plastics. So the U.S. imports about four and a half times as much from China as the other way around. We're the piggy bank that everybody steals from, including China. We've been paying China $500 billion a year for many, many years. In these trade talks, the U.S. wants China to commit to changing its laws on intellectual property and on subsidizing Chinese businesses. So President Trump is using these tariffs to up the pressure on China to comply. But to be clear, China's not the one bearing the brunt of these tariffs right now. Like we said, this has been going on for over a year. The last big battle was in September, when the U.S. first levied that 10% tariff on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. 
Everything from computer chips and electronic circuit boards to everyday essentials like toilet paper and dishware. Today at 12.01 a.m., they raise tariffs on those goods to 25%. But it's not China that's paying for these tariffs. It's U.S. companies. Until now, those companies have mostly been able to eat the cost of that 10% tariff. But now that it's higher, many of them are saying they'll have to pass on that cost to the consumer by raising prices. And the timing is really strict here. Goods that were already on the ship before 12.01 this morning, they won't be subject to the tariffs. So analysts say it'll take about three to four months for you to actually feel the effect. But after that, experts say the average family of four will end up paying another $767 a year. That's just the first step, but it won't be the last. Companies say they're gonna have to figure out whether it's even worth it to do business in China anymore, or if they should pack up their stuff and move operations to other countries. And there are more guns left to fire. This week, Trump also threatened to add new tariffs to goods he has so far left untouched. Things like toys and sneakers and iPhones. $325 billion worth of goods. That would mean that virtually all Chinese goods would have a tariff on them. And that could get super expensive for everyone. China's saying it'll fight back. But remember, the amount of goods it's buying from the U.S. is a lot smaller than the amount it's sending here. It's still raising tariffs. It's just being smart about it. China's targeting items that come from states that voted for Trump in the 2016 election. Bourbon from Kentucky and Harley-Davidson motorcycles from Wisconsin and soybeans from farmers in the Midwest. Some of those farmers are filing for bankruptcy. So what's the skim? Globally, China's been on the defense. It's trying to boost its own economy during a slump. And it's been taking some heat from other countries for detaining an estimated million or more people, an ethnic minority called the Uyghurs. To be clear, no one is talking about human rights abuses as part of these trade talks, even though they often get brought up when the U.S. negotiates these kinds of things. This morning, President Trump tweeted that there was, quote, no need to rush the trade talks with China. And Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin called today's talks, quote, constructive. But they wrapped up without a deal. And it's unclear where things go from here. Today's tariff increase probably won't hit your wallet for a while. But this has already had an impact on Wall Street. Global stocks were on a roller coaster ride all week. But by the end of today, after President Trump hinted that the tariffs on Chinese goods could be removed, stocks climbed back out of the hole. The U.S. and China are in a battle of the wills. And so are some of the richest people in the world. Everyone needs some space. That's next. Every day, we make a million plans. A plan for dinner, a plan for the gym, a plan for hacking rush hour traffic. But sometimes small plans get in the way of big ones, like financial goals. That's where Prudential comes in. Use their financial wellness assessment tool to get key insights into your financial health. Because in order to plan for what's coming tomorrow, like kissing your college debt goodbye or early retirement, you need to know where you stand today. Check where you stand and what you need to do next to reach your financial goals at prudential.com slash the skim today. Star Wars. Space race. Space wars. Whatever you want to call it, some of the world's richest men want to stuff you in an astronaut suit and ship you off the planet, like you're an Amazon Prime package. Yesterday, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos unveiled a moon lander called Blue Moon. He says his company, Blue Origin, wants to send people to the moon by 2024. That's in five years. It's time to go back to the moon, this time to stay. And SpaceX CEO Elon Musk actually trolled him about it on Twitter, 
referring to his new round moonlander, Blue Moon, as blue balls. Classy. So what's the deal? Why is everyone and their mother trying to ditch Mother Earth? Putting a man on the moon was a major milestone for the first space race. You've heard this one before. Astronaut Neil Armstrong on the first lunar landing. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. That was July 20th, 1969, almost 50 years ago. It was a big moment, but not much has happened on the moon since then. Only Russia and China have landed probes there, and the U.S. is still the only country to actually send people. Now, private companies are getting in on the space action. They say, we kid you not, it's about saving humanity. Elon Musk thinks we need a backup plan. He says humans are destroying Earth with things like climate change. He started SpaceX in the early 2000s to make rocket ships on the cheap so that people could travel to and eventually build a colony on Mars. He wants to send a first cargo mission there by 2022. So Matt Damon, you're getting mail in three years. Jeff Bezos is saying, same. He doesn't want to give up on Earth, but he thinks there will soon be a trillion people here and they're going to need more room. Like we said, his dream destination is the moon. And of course, there's money to be made here. Bezos is planning to sell tickets for rides on a different rocket later this year. Virgin Galactic founder Richard Branson's been focused on space tourism for a while. Hundreds of customers are already on a wait list to go on a trip, which he hopes could happen within months. But businesses aren't the only ones moon-gazing. The Trump administration wants to send a mission to the moon within five years. A few months ago, it created an entire part of the military called Space Force to help make this happen. That's about national security, defending the U.S.'s key space infrastructure from enemies, things like satellites. But the administration also wants to expand U.S. reach. Here's how the moon plays a role. There's ice there, on the South Pole. And fun fact about that ice, water isn't just key for life, it can be used for a special kind of rocket fuel. So many think of the moon as a potential pit stop on the way to other planets, like Mars. VP Mike Pence was getting psyched about the moon earlier this year. Now make no mistake about it. We're in a space race today. So the White House and NASA are rushing to get back to the moon within five years. But the White House still hasn't provided details on how it would get there, including how to pay for it. Reach for the moon. And now for the biggest, least complicated story of the day. I would like to leave a message for my mom for Mother's Day. Yesterday, we asked you to give us a call about the leading women in your life. So I know that everyone thinks that their mom is the best mom in the world. And of course, since I'm calling, obviously I'm no exception. You talked about how they've been there for you. Self-sacrifice is definitely um, a word that describes my mom. She drove an hour just to spend the night with me multiple times after a bad breakup. She provides the best advice, even when unsolicited. She picks out most of my clothes for me, and she even picked out my boyfriend for me. But you also raved about how proud you are of them. She's a strong, independent, modern woman. She's a fifth grade teacher, and she treats every student she has like her own kid. In a family of hockey players, she decided she wanted to play too. Now she's been playing hockey for five to six years. She's a total goon on her squad. At the age of 60, she will be graduating from college. 
she decided in her late 50s that she wanted to pursue and finish her college education. We also heard about how Mother's Day isn't easy for everyone. My mom recently lost my grandma, her mom, and this year will be a little tough for her. One caller's mom lost her own mother back when she was in school, and she has since lost the woman who took up the torch and adopted her. Since then, though, all we have talked about is how lucky she was to have had two mothers. We're all lucky for the mother figures in our lives. Whether we're celebrating our birth moms, stepmoms, grandmas, adopted moms, mothers-in-law, friends who act like your moms. And it's because of her that I'm confident and strong and determined and I know my worth. So mom, if you're listening, thanks for being a super mom and I love you. Mother's Day is Sunday, so consider this a PSA. Don't forget to call. And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening this week. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'd love for you to share the show with your friends and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of news happens over the weekend. So if you want to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. You can sign up at theskim.com. Happy Friday. Happy Friday.